0: The company, you know, was not doing extremely well. We went through some really, really tough times. Danielle and I spent many, many countless hours after working 12 hours a day, then countless hours in the evening, you know, putting together plans and trying to figure out what we're gonna do, how we're gonna change, and not being afraid of change.
1: Just a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sidel is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on the Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the Retirement Fitness Plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on Processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer.
2: It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Siddell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. Boy, 2020 has been a challenging year, and in particular for small business. EGSI believes in giving back to the community that has supported us for over 20 years. This is called our campaign that is giving back to small businesses. As part of that, we're going to do two small businesses every month that we're going to highlight here on our podcast, The Retirement Trainer, which obviously you can get on iHeart Radio, Spotify, Apple Play, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. But we want to learn about what kept these small businesses going and succeeding during COVID. Our goal is to promote and learn lessons from these small businesses so that other small business owners can draw upon their experiences and lessons to enhance their own situation. Today, we have Todd Hayes joining us on our podcast. He's the president of Columbus Car audio right here in Columbus, Ohio. I'm Leanne Sadell, and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Saddell. Hi, Todd. Hi, Ed.
3: Hey, Leanne. Hello. Todd, what's going on? How are you?
0: I'm doing well. How about
3: yourself? Oh, doing good. Doing good. So are, are you uh, here in, in Ohio or are you down in, in sunny Florida?
0: <laughs> Yeah, we're in Florida and uh yeah, the weather the weather was a little off the last couple of days and I understand it was really nice there, but uh it's beautiful today. Sitting outside working in my office.
2: Oh my gosh. Wait a minute. Now
3: you're rubbing it in. <laughs> now you're rubbing it in. <laughs> well, I, I uh really appreciate you joining us. I mean, this really is uh a great way to to talk about columbus car audio you know what you guys do and you know you know what you did last year you know why why you guys were able to to be successful last year and you know and and what makes you guys successful in general so i mean that's really what we're trying to do is kind of put together some some lessons so that other people can learn you know yeah. uh, from from your mistakes and and you know successes so sure you know if you don't mind just kind of tell us a little about uh, Columbus car audio, what you guys do and, and we'll kind of go from there.
0: We've been in business since 1978. I uh, I've been a part of the company. I mean, literally started as what we could call a gopher, you know, go for this, go for that. <laughs> in and, uh, 1986, kind of a summer job and, uh, continue to, you know, work with the company throughout college and, and whatnot. And, um, you know, eventually became part of ownership uh, probably fifteen ish years ago, maybe a little more. Uh, and my wife Danielle and I have owned the company wholly for a little over nine years now. And what we do, I, I like to I like to say what we do is, you know, everybody hears Columbus Car Audio. You know, you think car audio, but what we really do, kind of, you know, is. Anything you can do to a a vehicle, whether it's a motorcycle, a car, a boat, a bus, literally just any sort of transportation, we do pretty much anything to those type of vehicles with the exception of body work and engine work. So, you know, literally do window tent is is a big category for us these days. Tons of truck accessories, wheels and tires, you know. Really, it's about accessorizing and, and making your vehicle yours, your own.
2: Absolutely. Yeah,
3: and, and you guys have really branched out, too. I mean, you're, you know, it's not just accessories. Be Lately, you guys have gotten into uh, tires and wheels and you're, you know, even doing some government trucks, right?
0: Yeah, we do some fleet business. Uh, we work on, you know, large buses, freight liners, literally, like I said, just about if somebody, but we put a stereo in a canoe one year, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, you know, did, did,
3: please tell me you took a picture.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. There's pictures. There's pictures somewhere. But, uh, I mean, if somebody can dream it up, we're going to, you know, give it a shot and try to make it happen for them.
3: Oh, uh, that, that is, that's awesome. And I, I know, you know, you and Danielle have, you know, really built this business up, you know, since, um, you know, we, we started working together over the years to where it is now. So, I mean, what, what differentiates you guys from, from your competition?
0: I think our people do, you know, that's the first thing, but, uh, we just have a great group of people that, that work for us. Uh, many, many of them, as you know, have worked for us for, well, we have some over 20 years now. Yeah.
2: That definitely is one of the things that's most impressive when we were looking at how long your employees have been with you.
3: Oh, that just goes to your culture. I mean, you guys have a great work culture, great environment
0: there. I think that's one thing, you know, the one thing I remember back, and I have tried to instill this throughout the years is, you know, when I was, you know, an employee of the company in the trenches, if you will, I I enjoyed coming to work every day because it was fun. So, you know, we try to make a fun environment. Our employees, you know, it's kind of cliche, but they definitely are our family. They're going to come first virtually in any sort of circumstance. They're going to come first, you know, after employees, then I'd say, you know, our our relationships with our vendors and the products that we sell obviously play a significant role. We want to make sure we're selling products that, you know, they're going to hold up uh, for the customer and not have issues. So, I think those are our two biggest things, but the employee the employee's is the most important.
3: Oh, absolutely! I mean, and you can tell when you go in there. I mean, it, it really is a um, a team atmosphere. You know, I mean, it, you know, it, it, especially during the holidays because that is your your uh, one of your busy seasons for sure.
0: Oh yeah, for sure.
2: Well, and I love it when people throw th- new things like putting a radio in a canoe at you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and learning and learning how to do uh, basically to make those uh, those wishes uh, come true. So I, I think that's probably what's unique is you do probably get a lot of very strange requests. I can tell you, our son just recently had a new stereo put in over over there. And the most, you know, these kids now. Jay
3: was awesome. Yeah, (laughs) yeah.
2: Dealing with old, old vehicles, (laughs) you really don't know what you're going to get. So
0: Yeah. And that's where, you know, that's where having, you know, several people that have worked for us for, you know, over 20 years, they can help, you know, bring the younger crew up to speed and obviously jump in where they have to.
3: Well, that's probably because of the people uh, that you have there. I mean, that's probably why you get so much repeat business.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, typically, you know, on a positive review, you know, the first thing that's mentioned is, you know, that they're naming our employees by name. You know, Jay was great. Tony was awesome. You know.
3: Yep, absolutely.
0: That's typically what people are going to remember. And our people really enjoy you know, seeing a smile on a customer's face, you know, the end result is what it's all
3: about. Well, you know, I know you and Danielle have been working there forever and, you know, obviously you you took over fully, uh, like you said, about nine, 10 years ago. What do you wish you guys had known, um, before you took over the company? I mean, is there anything that could have prepared you more for the ownership of the company? Or was it just the fact that you were learning along the way that, that helped?
0: That's a real good question. Well, let me start with this. but. I remember when I was in upper management, general manager of the stores, and I always felt like I treated it like it was my own. And I'm, you know, I'm an owner. I feel like an owner. I'm not an owner, but I feel like an owner. That quickly changed when I did become an owner. (laughs) You know, the the stress level is completely different. Sometimes good and sometimes bad, but it's just kind of a, a completely different perspective when, you know, when you're, responsible you know and and, you know currently we have about 40 employees so that's the biggest stress is knowing that you know their livelihood depends on you know ultimately you right so I always thought that was interesting The the, you know it just changed completely the dynamics of of everything even though I thought I really owned it (laughs) (laughs) when we got involved in ownership The company, you know, was not doing extremely well. We went through some really, really tough times. And uh, Danielle and I spent many, many countless hours after working 12 hours a day, then countless hours in the evening, you know, putting together plans and trying to figure out what we're going to do, how we're going to change, and not being afraid of change. You know, I'm always open to suggestions, whether it's, you know, from within or without.
2: I definitely think that has to be an attribute of a small business owner. You have to be able to transition and being change. an
3: entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, adapt and, and improvise. And, you know, like last year, I, I, you know, I still remember, you know, having that conversation with Danielle and you, you know, when everything was shut down, the, the very beginning of April and, the impact, you know, that, that you felt towards, you know, everyone there, you know, the, the whole team, all of your employees. And, you know, you weren't in panic mode, but you guys were already kind of trying to formulate that plan. Okay, what do we do? How do we make sure everyone's taken care of?
0: Right. Yeah. And we did everything we, you know, everything we could. I, I was in constant communication with everyone, you know, in the company. I would, you know, send an email every single day during our closure. I'd have conversations with, you know, with Anthony and Jay and some of the, you know, some of the guys have been with us for, for a long time and just kind of talking through things and trying to keep them calm at the same time, trying to keep ourselves calm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You
3: know, un- Uncharted Waters, I mean, it, it, and it really was, they, they, were, they were scary times. Yes. You know, so what, what did you guys do? I mean, what, what, how did you guys, you know, overcome and, and kind of get to, to where you are today? Because, you know, you, you turned last year around. Yeah. And, and wound up having a good year.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, again, you know, not only were we trying to help out the employees, but part of that was just making sure that we were going to be, you know, financially stable. And, you know, we immediately jumped into the opportunities of the payroll protection plan and EIDL, the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. We just instantly were like, we should do this because, you know, nobody really knew you know, what was going to happen. So that was a headache. Anybody that's gone through that knows (laughs) that that was just a nightmare, really. uh, As far as, you know, trying to talk to the SBA or, or whatever, it was just really tough. But once that finally happened, you know, everything was just so much easier on our side and we were comfortable and, and, you know, ready to get back to business. And, you know, and then one of the things that was, most important to us, we probably could have stayed open as an
2: essential, essential
0: business. business. I mean, in my mind, it was a bit of a stretch, but because we sell to car dealers, they were essential, and thereby, technically, we could have been essential. But most important to us was, you know, the safety of our people. Again, going back to them, just making sure we knew, what, you know, what we were dealing with. And when we reopened, we had a very detailed plan on how we were going to reopen and, you know, what our requirements of the staff would be, what the requirements of our customers would be. And the guys just did a phenomenal job with it. You know, we were highlighted in a kind of a broader industry magazine about, you know, what we were doing as far as that reopening was concerned. And, that you know, I took a lot of pride in that and our guys did as well. So that was kind of that was kind of cool to get recognized for something like that. Oh yeah, and you know, and it was constantly well, what you know? Are we doing this right? Do we need to change this? And you know, just changing on the fly. One of the benefits of being a small, you know, a small company.
3: Yeah. And and you guys have, I mean, you and Danielle and and Anthony, because, you know, and and Jay, I mean, that whole crew, I mean, you guys have really done a good job of putting, um, you know, different processes, you know, slash procedures in place, you know, just on an everyday basis. I mean, do you think that that really helped you last year as well, kind of get through and, and make it a little bit smoother because everyone already knew what their job was? Everyone already knew what to do?
0: Yeah, I think so. And I mean, and credit to Danielle on that, on that kind of stuff. She's the one that's way more organized than, than I, when it comes to, <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to say stuff. that, but yes. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, she, she's all about, you know, procedures, you know, and and it's laid out and this is how we do this. And, um, you know, and that helps
2: consistency.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It creates that as well. And then, you know, it helps with training new people. You know, it just makes things much better, much easier.
2: So none of those gaps are exposed for you at any point in time. You yeah, it almost gives those. you the
3: ability to automate, right? I mean, to a certain degree, you know. And having that foundation, I mean that that's also what gives you know you and Danielle and everyone else the the ability to to make changes because you already know what that foundation is, and you can kind of work around that, right?
0: Correct, and and so to you know our upper management. You know, you know, we empower our people. You know, I don't get a lot of these phone calls that I shouldn't get, but you know, I rarely get a phone call on, on something. And if 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 I do, I always tell them, well, you should have called me after you decided what you were going to do. <laughs> you know, and uh, and you know,
3: decentralized command, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. Uh, you know, I I never wanted to be a firefighter. You know, and, and and that's what I tell you know that's what I tell them. I you know I I don't I'm not your firefighter. Figure it out. And and you know nine times out of ten they're making the decision I would have made.
3: Hey, so in, empowering these guys, you know, the, the whole team. I mean, that's that I, I think uh, going back to what you were saying before. You know, before you were an owner, you know, branch manager, you you felt like you were. So you're empowering you know everyone on the team to to, to kind of act the way that you did.
0: Yeah,
2: 100%. Well, I feel as though it also contributes to one your 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 overall business growing because everybody knows that, obviously, if they do their job and they do it well, that's what keeps the people coming back. It grows the business, so they get a yeah. piece of that pie in, in just knowing that it's, it's continuing.
3: And so how do you guys – I mean, you guys have grown so much um, over the last uh, 10 years. Um, I mean, just leaps and bounds. And so how do you – create that work, work-life balance? You know, I mean, because with Brooks and Tanner, I mean, you know, they're they're older now. I mean, and, you know, obviously you, you did a real good job with your boys. But, you know, it's, how were you able to, to balance that? Because working 12-hour days, coming home and putting together the plans, you know, how did you guys do that?
0: Well, it certainly wasn't easy, you know, back then, you know, a dozen years ago or whatever. Um, that certainly was not, easy at all um we just kind of the two of us had to work together and prioritize and we always made sure we had time for the boys and again danielle was awesome at that obviously but uh yeah i just that's probably one of the toughest things i think i mean balance is you know one of our core values that we we preach and you know to a fault i think it's a problem to a certain degree for all of us within the company because we are so dedicated and, and, uh, and want it, you know, just want it to be a great experience and, you know, for the customer, but also for ourselves. So it is tough, but, you know, as the guys, you know, have worked for us, have grown older and, you know, now they have kids and, you know, they're experiencing some of what you know we did when we had young boys, but, I don't know. We just kind of, we just made sure that the guys understand that when you, when you go home, it's time to decompress. It's time to enjoy your family, your friends, whatever, you know, whatever it is you want to do, whether it's a hobby or whatever, and uh, ensure that you're getting the time off that you need. And you have to enjoy life. If you're not doing that, then you're not going to enjoy anything.
3: Well, you you're absolutely right. You know, work uh uh is uh it's not the end. It's it's a a means to an end, you know. Um and and that, and it is. It's a it's a balancing act um for for sure. You know, over over the last year of marketing um it's it's completely changed, you know, with um uh virtual appointments online, everything. I mean, you know, so how has that affected you guys? Has it, I mean, what what do you, from a marketing standpoint, you know, what, uh, you know, what do you guys, how how did you guys change and adapt to it?
0: Number one, I, you know, I want to make sure I mentioned Holly. Holly is our marketing director. You know, we, we made a decision a long time ago that the best way to get our marketing advertising efforts done was to hire someone and have them on staff. You know, we tried the route of, You know, of using, you know, a third party or whatever. And it just never was quite right. So we brought Holly in or ultimately ended up with Holly and she's just a rock star. But actually, the shutdown actually gave us a great chance to kind of reset and really look hard at various things. But marketing was a big one. You know, over the years, I mean, we used to do just tons and tons and tons of radio. And it's, it's, it has decreased for us over the years, typically with a radio station, we're trying to, if we're going to do something, we want to do it around an event or something where we can get in front of people and showcase our products and, and that sort of thing. But, you know, we immediately, you know, the first thing we did as soon as, you know, we were shut down is just, we shut down, you know, we just said, okay, we're turning everything off and then let's, let's have some conversations and figure this out. So we worked with Holly quite a bit and decided when we were gonna open and we've really, really changed our focus completely. We we are doing very little radio. Uh our radio reps aren't happy about that. But <laughs> we we've we've stuck all of our money, you know, uh, and we were already big into social media and Google AdWords, SEO, but um we've you know kind of doubled down on that if you will and you know, just really embracing the digital age, even though, you know, we still, for the most part, just cater to the local audience. Uh, We're not looking to sell a bunch of stuff online and that sort of thing, but it's important to have that, you know, that exposure. So, so yeah, I mean, really it just kind of gave us a chance to, to do a reset that we've been, honestly, we've been talking about doing this thing for a couple of years now, you know, We really need to be spending this much money on radio, you know, and they gave us a chance to give it a try, and it's been successful.
2: I remember hearing Columbus Car Audio on the radio constantly. But there again, I listened to radio. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just going to say yeah, now everything it's, is it's, uh... streamed and everything is Spotify. And and so with those changes, I, I can easily see. But like I said, Columbus Car Audio is, is a staple. It, it really, it was something that you just got used to listening and hearing them on the radio.
0: Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, you know, in its day, it, it was the obvious place to be. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, you yeah. know, times change and, you know, and, and obviously the radio stations are, are making huge efforts to, to change.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Of as
0: course, as, you know, like you mentioned, iHeart, you know, obviously that, you know, that comes from radio stations. So, you know, they realize they have to be a part of it
2: and and like moving into the podcast world I, I i really honestly believe people go to these types of things to learn more about companies that are out there they see them on facebook they they see you guys posted on facebook but again this is something for a, an organization like yours that's been around for so long uh, and people are just comfortable them with you guys being part of you know our community absolutely
3: so i'm going to ask you kind of a off the wall question just you know the just maybe so other people can learn i mean you know over, over the years you know what what kind of was a a hiccup, you know, failure that, that maybe you, you guys learned from and, and what did you learn from it? You know, I mean, is it, uh, you don't have to be specific, but, you know, cause we all face challenges. I mean, last year, everybody faced challenges. I mean, you were just talking about changing your marketing, you know, you took something bad and, and, you know, you know, lemons and turned into lemonade. So, I mean, was there anything else like that, you know, over the last 10 years that, that kind of really got you and Danielle to, to where you're at today that really, was kind of uh, an aha moment, you know, if you will, and, and really took you guys to the next level?
0: Um, I mean, the, there's been various things. So, uh, you know, we went, as I mentioned before, we were, you know, we went through some really, really tough times in the transition for, for us taking over the business. Um, it was a financial, you know, big financial issue for the for the business. And, uh, you know, from that, it, it, it was nice to be able to, you know, come out of it, you know, positively <laughs> because it was, it was a little scary and it was scary for our people. You know, and we were completely transparent with, with the guys that were there and, you know, explained to them, this is what's going on. And we're making every effort and, you know, you guys are number one, but we're making every effort to make this work. And uh, we had a lot of people do a lot of great things to, to help us succeed.
3: I think it's that honesty, you know, that that you and Danielle have with, you know, just in general, but, you know, obviously to to everyone there that um, that's that speaks to why they've been there 20 years plus, you know, for, you know, some people, because that's that's just um, not common.
0: <laughs> I think the other thing, the other thing I'd like to, you know, just throw out there is we weren't afraid to seek the help of, of people that knew things better than we do. Uh, you know, um, I obviously, you're one of those, but. You know, we, we had a we had a business coach. Um uh we don't any longer, but without without him, I I don't know if we would have gotten through it. He he was able to introduce us to various different people, I think in a roundabout way to you ultimately, and uh helped us establish some new banking relationships. Um but, you know, beyond that, you know, taught us a lot of things, you know, that we were trying to learn on our own. So You know, and that, you know, not being afraid to ask for help, even at a cost. I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, it's cheaper to pay somebody that knows what they're doing to do something for you than to spend god knows how many hours that you have better things to do
3: boy that's that's wisdom right there yeah you, you know i mean my god
0: like <laughs> reinvent the something.
3: wheel <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah that's i yeah
2: but i also i you know you had mentioned it earlier talking about honesty i i kind of just want to lay out there as far as you know the the basis of any plan for business is something that i think you've um narrowed in on and and you're your customers, as well as your employees, that transparency that you are who you are. There is no, for lack of a better word, um, blowing smoke. There's just, there's genuine. just not, it's genuine. just genuine yep. because that, that is, um, I, I kind of feel like that's how we function in the small business realm is yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and you honesty,
0: know, like, you know, honesty is key, uh, especially in the customer service world. I mean,
3: and you guys do a really good job setting expectations too which which I I I think really really helps down you know in the in the long run short run too you know but well so Todd how how can people uh find out more about you where where can they go
0: I mean com is is our website there's links there for uh Facebook uh, we're on Facebook and you caught me by surprise, but I couldn't, I'm not on Facebook, <laughs>
2: personally.
3: Yeah, it's okay. I couldn't, I'm not Tell you what I, I I have no idea, so don't we're feel gonna bad.
2: Have you, we're going to have you all linked up to this podcast anyway, so it's
0: good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'll refer you to Holly for that. I mean, <laughs> but, you know, ColumbusCarAudio.com, uh, you know, we have a location on East Main Street, it's the old Jags building that people remember that in Reynoldsburg. It's a beautiful new store that we relocated a few years ago. And then we're on Morse Road. Been on that block of Morse Road since the inception of the company. Just moved around a little bit into bigger facilities and so we you know, I think people see us on that busy road quite a bit. We just put up some nice, beautiful new signs and you know, business is Great right now. I mean, it's just our industry has really, you know, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of people are spending stimulus money on stuff they don't necessarily need to have.
2: That's one thing I was gonna. I was gonna go before we ended this. I was one thing I was gonna say is we all make mistakes in in, in business. We whether it be customer service or otherwise, things don't always. So I guess the big thing that I I want to say that I also think is how you handle those problems when they hit you. And I think you guys have definitely it cannot always go smooth in the uh, the realm that you function in. There are always going to be little things that that don't go the way that they're supposed to, but it's how you back that up.
0: Yeah, I mean that that's important to us, you know, as we you know, we don't like unhappy customers and you know, we're going to do everything we can to resolve it if we can. You know, sometimes you can't, but you know, we we will do anything that is reasonably within our power to make a situation better.
2: That's right. If you have a small business out there, or if there is a way that we can learn more about what you have done different to turn this, what is COVID year into a success, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Ed says always when difficult times hit, it's important that you have a plan and we build those plans for our clients to help them avoid the anxiety of what, what, When bad things happen, what do you do next? Um, So, if you are a small business, if you want more information about the small businesses that we forecast on this podcast, please do not hesitate to reach out to us at egsifinancial.com or call our office at 614 526 4118. We are looking to help support small business and learn more about what made you successful and what continues to make you successful. So reach out to us. Our email is info at egsi.financial.com. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Ed.
3: Thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. No problem. Thank you.
1: tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sidel is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five,
2: Nine. <laughs>